0: You've probably heard of Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Well, Walter and I also have written some rules. We wrote them a long time ago, and we don't remember what they are. So we're going to read them now <laughs> and see if we still agree, see what if we can figure out what we meant by each rule and talk about it. Welcome to Talking with Intention a Christian podcast about self-betterment through meaningful conversation. I'm Michael Collins. My co-host is Walter Somerville. And in every episode, we sit down to talk about something that we find meaningful or something that we're still trying to figure out. We're not experts. We just believe that life
1: is better when we're intentional about it. I hope you love the show. So first of all, in background, this was like a year and a half, almost two years ago.
0: Was it really? I don't I even think. remember. I forgot I that I had written them until you brought it up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I did too. The only reason I remembered is because I was scrolling through a document and I saw the rules that I would written. I was like, "What?" I didn't even recognize when I saw them. I was like, what in the world are these rules? But basically, it was when I was working in Georgia and you came up with the idea. You were like, you sent me some rules that you had written, just kind of on the spot, pulled something up and just went and asked a question at the end you were like what would be some rules that you would write Mm -hmm. and I thought it was pretty fun to just kind of think about like yeah because both of us had read I think this or not I hadn't read it at the time but both heard a lot about this 12 rules for life book by Jordan Peterson um, and kind of interesting to think man if you had to come up with some basic ideas and guidelines for Not just life, but like how to lead a good life, how to how to get the most out of life, how to do your best, you know, and you had to write them down in really short, concise, simple rules. Mm -hmm. You know, what could you come up with to try to try to guide your life to towards, you know, the best that it could be? Um, Yeah. So. So I'm looking. You've got 19 rules. Man. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Holy smokes. And
0: I've got 15 I win. <laughs> you or you lose. You have to follow more rules. No. So let's do this. Let's I'll read you I'll read you one of your rules and then you read me one of mine. Okay. Sound, or do you, you don't have mine? Do I don't you? have yours right now. Never so. mind.
1: You read one of yours and then I'll read one of mine. Okay, and I'll start since I have the most. So the first one on my list is never be too afraid of failure to begin. Ooh. I mm. like it. Yeah, I think I know what I meant by that, just like... Seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, makes sense to me. Because I think it's easy to, like, think too far into the future, which sounds a little crazy, and get discouraged by, like, how hard something's going to be or the fact that you might not be able to do it Mm -hmm. at the end. But, you know, in the short term, you could totally start. (laughs) And I think having that confidence just to jump in and try it mm-hmm. gets you into a lot of things you know kind of like we said i don't want to take too long on no, do it because we got 18 but kind of like we said um the low startup mm-hmm. ideas just so many different things you can do in the day you know hanging out with friends so many meaningful things you can do and it just takes a little extra to actually make them happen all right what's your first one
0: my first rule is find some quiet every day. I think I haven't read the others in my list yet, but I'm gonna assume that this is the one that I'm the worst at. I
1: think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what <laughs> I was trying to do when my mic wasn't picking me up. <laughs> I was finding the quiet. <laughs> so what do you what do you think you meant by? Oh that? man, well,
0: I think that I definitely don't. I don't have a lot of quiet moments because i'm constantly anytime that there's nothing going on filling that moment with either work or something on my phone you know we've got our these the internet in our pockets nowadays like nobody's been bored in 10 years probably (laughs) you know it's just like anytime there's a lull in your life and you're sitting you know And doctor's waiting room is what I always think of when I think of like patients and being bored, I guess. It's like you just pull out your phone and you're on TikTok immediately. And then three hours go by and you don't know what happened, you know? yeah. So trying to get used to quiet and finding quiet moments and just being okay with not having your brain stimulated at that very second, you know? And letting yourself just come up with ideas think look around be still for a moment it's funny
1: that you bring that up because uh we were listening to a sermon this sunday uh from francis chan um and he was tying he was talking about that same thing about just how it's nobody's been bored always got this input from the phone and how that ties into it's tough to get good at prayer If you can't carve out, you know, 10 minutes of your time to not be looking at your phone, getting Mm -hmm. all this input stimulus to carve out some time to be still and quiet and focused in prayer. It's really hard for young people. It's hard. For me, for sure. It's hard to find, make
0: yourself find the time. And it's even just difficult to do it. Like, even if you stop and you find the time when you're used to just being constantly stimulated to even just once you're even sitting there and being quiet, it's like so tough. It's, it feels like you're doing a plank. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, how long can you minute. hold on to, yeah.
1: to being quiet and still? Yeah. <laughs> and it was super convicting. I realized I'm terrible at making time for prayer in my day. Like. Yeah. I should be ashamed. I feel like I should be ashamed to call myself a Christian. Oh my gosh. Just, it's, yeah, very convicting. So that's a really good one to carve out some time to, to, you know, find some quiet. And what's been encouraging is I realized I have a, sometimes I have a free period in the middle of teaching mm-hmm. where I can get some grading done and stuff. But sometimes I don't really have too much I have to get done. And I'm already in the woods and so I can, like, walk a little distance away, and what I've been doing is a little bit strange, but I just lay down right on the ground of the, the forest and, like, look up, and it's, like, so peaceful, and I do it a little bit intentionally, and it's so, it's, yeah, the best example exactly. I finding have quiet. of finding a little quiet. People
0: who don't know what you do are going to be very confused when you talk about teaching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I teach in the middle of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> You worked at a school that's outside yeah. all day long every day, like a bunch of crazy hippies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Let's anyway, I'm coming. Yeah, your turn. Um, my number two. Don't take yourself too seriously. Hey,
0: <laughs> that's a. I've heard that. You know, I don't, I'm pretty sure you're not the first person to come up nope. with that one, Walter. Yeah, for <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> but it's a good rule. I'm not copywriting any of these because <laughs> I'm definitely not. <laughs> People, the person that came up with them. But yeah, I think that has a lot to do with pride, mm-hmm. probably. Which is not
0: good for anybody. Yeah. The more you can let go of your pride, the better off you're going to be for
1: sure. Yeah. And I think it helps a lot with being a lot more laid back. And it seems like there's always something to be upset about. And a lot of it is because you take yourself kind of way too seriously and realize i'm kind of a goofball i i got yeah, I mess up a lot it just kind of for me at least it, it gives me a lot more freedom my second
0: one goes right along with that i feel hey. like my second rule is dance especially if you're embarrassed <laughs> that does go right along with that <laughs> i like it dance one, because it's super fun, and most people, I feel like, don't do it because because they're too shy or embarrassed or they feel like they're not a good dancer. And it's so good to do things that push you out of your comfort zone, especially if it only makes you uncomfortable in a embarrassed way, and yeah. it's only uncomfortable for your pride, you know? Go and do it, because <laughs> it's good for you to learn some humility, and you're going to have fun, you know? That's something I realized... I realized how much fun I was having dancing alone in my, like when I was listening to music clean in the house or something, but I never danced anywhere other people were around. And I was like, that's dumb. (laughs) I realized, I was like, that's just, my pride is keeping me from having fun. And so I started forcing myself to do it. And then I wasn't long at all. It was like I had to force myself to do it like twice and then I just stopped caring completely. And now I dance all the time. And people tell me that I'm good at it. <laughs> I disagree. I think I'm just not embarrassed yeah. and most people are and yeah. but my wife thinks I'm a very, very good dancer.
1: That counts for something. Which counts for <laughs> something, yeah. Whether um, you are or not, that counts. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I think it's always good to get out of your pride if you can. Mm-hmm. All right, number 3 for me, remember to enjoy life. Hey, that goes along <laughs> with it as well, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think this one is more of a change your not necessarily your activity. I don't think is quite what I meant as much as um just change your um perspective a little bit. And just remember to think back on like the good things and the amazing parts of your everyday life, right? To realize when when life is good and enjoy it. Um, little pieces, big pieces, to actively just be like, man, that's good, that's a good part of life. Because there's a lot of, it's really easy to focus on the bad, right? So remember to enjoy life. Yeah,
0: that's great. Uh, My third one is, take care of yourself, but never pity yourself. Hmm. So, I don't remember writing this, so I'm trying <laughs> to just think back. To, do I still agree with it? What do I think? Um. I mean, obviously, take care of yourself is a good rule. You, you know, it, and it's all against pride, honestly. People can not be willing to do things for themselves that they would do for other people or even their pet and it's just like just take care of yourself if you're sick go to the doctor pay for medicine you know make sure you're eating if you would do it for a guest that's staying in your house do it for
1: yourself it's real easy to get into that mindset of i'll just tough it out you know i'm just i'll just plow power through and i'll get through oh i'm not feeling bad not feeling good i'm eating bad my physical body is not doing too well I'll just power through you know I'll get through it but then not pitying yourself and that and I don't know that
0: these things are as connected as I seem to have thought that they were when I wrote them together but you know self-pity it's just pride and it doesn't help anybody you know it's you're hurting everything about yourself when you do that and so
1: I like that because it's you focus on the action of taking care of yourself and not, but not the sitting there and wallowing
0: in your own filth.
1: Yeah. You know, mentally. Yeah. Having a pity party about it. It's just actively take care of yourself. Then that's good. You don't have to.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Like if you have a, if you have the flu or if you have COVID, you're going to feel miserable, which (laughs) you probably do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everybody has COVID. So if, if you don't think you have it, you're probably wrong. Um, but, yeah, you're going to feel awful. Go out, take, you know, don't go out. I mean, that's the wrong way <laughs> <I> started. <laughs> Drink some tea. Take medicine. Yeah. Um. You know, listen to your doctor. But don't sit and just dwell on how
1: awful you feel either. Yeah. You know? Make an act, care for yourself actively rather than just, you know, think about yourself all day sadly (laughs) yeah 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 i like that okay we're up to number four for me challenge yourself to do hard things talked about i think we have a whole podcast about that right do hard things. yeah do hard things with daniel yeah starring daniel wolf yeah uh real self-explanatory there get outside your comfort zone that's where you grow and that's where you accomplish things yeah absolutely push it And it's usually fun. Like, uh, what was it? Tolkien kind of says, adventures are never fun while you're having them. That's kind of what I feel like about doing hard things. Like, it's kind of tough in the moment. um, But then once you've done it, it's like, man, that was such a great thing to do.
0: It's funny. It makes me think of going on backpacking trips, which oddly enough fits so well with that episode. <laughs> yeah. We inter- did that episode with Daniel because he was getting ready to leave to try to through hike the Appalachian Trail. Right. But you know, going on a backpacking trip, I I love backpacking, but when I'm doing it, sometimes I wonder if I actually love it as much as I do. And not that I'm not enjoying it when I'm out there, but it's I catch myself looking forward so much to getting to come back home it's like that's like half the fun of the trip to me (laughs) is being able to come back home sore and filthy and rest and all of a sudden it's like you're saying in a five-star hotel when you're in your own (laughs)
1: house you know that's the best shower you ever took (laughs) walter you remember when we
0: we did a that you know was supposed to be a six-day trip (laughs) oh yeah like three and a half to four days or something And then we got out of the car on the halfway back to go into Wendy's and none (laughs) of us could stand up straight.
1: (laughs) We were hobbling into Wendy's. We smelled so bad just crawling into Wendy's. it was so much fun.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Um, Yeah, so mine kind of goes along with that again. It's like we think similarly <laughs> weird. We need to disagree with each other more. be a more interesting show. <laughs> I think we should agree with each other more. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four for me is decide when you're going to wake up and then stick to it. So I like to wake up early because um, I love my first the first few hours of the morning before the sun comes up is my favorite part of the day every day almost, you know, and so I just like waking up early, Um, and the thing is, it's not, people think it's hard to wake up early, but it's not, it's not any harder than it is to go to bed early, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you know, and some people have trouble going to bed early, it's like, it's not easy, but it's not like as difficult as you think it's going to be if you just go to bed earlier, you know, and some people are impressed when they find out how early i wake up but i tell them like i'm not it's not like i'm going on less sleep or anything i just shifted i sleep the exact same amount i just shifted it to a few hours earlier you know so i go to bed at like nine o'clock and wake up early eight hours later yeah
1: i think it is a little tougher to wake up early because it takes a little bit of self-control and forethought right to go to bed early and then you can wake up early whereas you can just forget about things, lose track of time, and go to bed late. You know? Yeah, but um, but I don't. And I think it's good to wake up early, but I don't
0: think it's as important to wake up early as it is just to decide yeah. what time you're going to wake up and wake up at that time every single day. You know, don't change your sleep schedule because it's Saturday and not Monday. Yeah. Wake up the same time every day, and it's just better for your mental health you know better for your mind and
1: your body to know and have a routine you know yeah the biology of that feel better really strong basically you get on this rhythm and your body will give you a melatonin spike which, which tells your body to go to sleep right and then the REM cycles of sleep are kind of laid out after that And when you change the time you're trying to go to sleep, your body's scrambling trying to figure out when to give you the spike of melatonin. So having a set sleep schedule is so good. It's so good for your body. All right, your turn. Oh, number five. Um... Routine grows persistence, and spontaneity reminds us we aren't in control. That's not even a rule. That's just like, <laughs> what is There's that? There's just some mountain man wisdom there. You routine know? grows persistence, and spontaneity reminds us we aren't in control. Okay. So,
0: have a routine, but don't be afraid to be spontaneous?
1: Yeah, I guess. I think... What were you trying to say there, Walt? I think I was trying to talk about like habits and how, you know, having a routine in your day, just like we were saying, going to bed and stuff Mm -hmm. can be really good because then you're going to stick with it once you can turn it something into a habit rather than you're forcing yourself to do it every day, right? Then it's just a part of your day and it's easier to do. But at the same time, like I kind of got hooked on that for a while, trying to have a great schedule for my day how to make a how to have a good day well 9 a.m. I'm going to do this 10 a.m. I'm going to do this right and it didn't feel quite right and so I liked adding in the second part spontaneity um, reminds you you're not in control right keeps things fun to realize oh sometimes I can't control things sometimes I switch things up in my schedule a little bit um, but to have that framework of a schedule I think is pretty good
0: yeah I love how much these are fitting together. I know. (laughs) Weird. Um, Okay, number five for me is go for a walk whenever you feel bored. You know, I think we already said people aren't bored anymore. They have smartphones. But going for a walk, it's crazy how much it has helped me. It's like a superpower or a life hack type of thing. Any time that I felt, I don't know depressed is too strong of a word but just like crummy yeah like uh, mentally i guess because of because i'm not getting anything done i can't focus i can't work i'm like i don't know it just feels like a bad day the house is a mess whatever it's like if i go for a walk outside it just it doesn't have to be very long at all you know but just a little bit walk around I usually immediately start feeling better, yeah. like significantly better. And not. I don't think it's 100% every time, you know, something's really bothering you. Yeah. And, you know, but if it's just kind of a general gross feeling, yeah. I think going for a walk, changing your
1: environment and just breaking, getting, moving physically, it just helps so much. I think it's really helpful for me when I get stuck in either just like a loop of thought or like just a feeling of like, I don't know, I get frustrated at some point in my day and I just kind of get stuck in something. It helps me to kind of break the pattern. It's like a good reboot to, yeah, move your body and like you said, change your environment and it helps you kind of restart, start things with a fresh fresh look at things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Number six. Number six, be aware of what you can and can't control. It kind of goes with my last one again. Um, this is kind of, this is a Stoic idea um, from the philosophy of Stoicism. Ooh. Um, I wrote these when I was reading Marcus Aurelius. I was about to say, Marcus this, Aurelius. I, I knew you had read the, yeah. his his Meditations. Yeah, Meditations yeah. of Marcus Aurelius. Um, and just how much you can go out of your mind thinking about all of the things that might or might not happen and or frustrated because somebody said this to you or did this. And it's like kind of pointless because you can't control it. What is all that thinking going to get you? You can't change what they said. You can't, there's a, there's a scary amount of stuff in our lives that we can't control. And so you can drive yourself crazy thinking about them and trying to control them. Right. And it's kind of freeing to realize, Oh, here's the things that I can control. I'm going to focus on that. Um simplifies a lot of stuff down and I think for me at least helps me not worry about a lot of stuff. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, I can't actually control that. I'm Mhm. so I'm just going to leave it. Exactly. Number 6 for me is never lie which is basically just me stealing one from Jordan Peterson. I think I did that too. I was <laughs> peeking ahead and I think I stole the same one. <laughs> did you really? It's we'll probably it my favorite
0: rule of his <laughs> original 42. But yeah, he, he said, uh, tell the truth or at least don't lie, you know? Um, and he has talked about that and there's some great lectures on his podcast. If you, I would highly recommend you look that up, but, um, yeah, just never lie. And by lie, I think I mean intend to deceive someone for some sort of selfish reason, you know? Um, and you got to be really honest with yourself to admit that it's a selfish reason because it's easy to lie to yourself about that kind of stuff, about your motives behind things. But yeah, I mean, you can, I feel like you can lie to somebody by not telling them something you know, just as much as you can by telling them something. And so, you know, and there's a way that I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about it too, when he talks about lying, it's when you lie, you're basically setting yourself up in opposition to all of reality. And there is so much more reality than there is you. <laughs> you know, it's like a you versus the way that, Things are yeah. and actually exist. If that makes any sense, it's Versus like you're everything you're else You're trying the world. to will a different version of reality existence <laughs> by lie, which yeah. sounds a little bit like I don't know metaphysical, metaphysical Avengers type time yeah. travel kind of people stuff, are into that but, stuff though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it if that's really, I mean, if you look at it that way, you can see the the danger of it. You know um, how
1: preposterous it is and to how think re- that you could do that for any amount of time. Like, exactly. what a stress that's going to be for the tiny fraction of time that you can keep up the facade. And then it's it's going to come crumbling down. Uh, yeah,
0: there's going to be punishment. Even if the person you lied to never figures out that you lied to them, to like, you're going to pay the price for all, every lie that you tell. You're going to pay the price for everything, yeah. right? But you're, you know... There's. it's never going to, telling a lie is never going to go unpunished. Yeah. In some way, it's going to mess things up for you, you know? Yeah. And so I, I do believe that if you never lie, you know, if you tell the truth, even if it's hard and scary and is going to have consequences to telling the truth, then if you tell the truth, you're still going to be in the best possible outcome for your life, for things, for the situation, whatever, telling the truth is going to lead to a better outcome than lying will.
1: Every time. It's another way to simplify your life. You don't have to keep track of who knows what and this and that. It's just all out there in the open, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So it doesn't feel great sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: yeah. And I mean, I don't don't think this is what you were saying, but it could have been construed this way, I think. It doesn't mean that you have to tell everybody everything. But if Walter asks me something and I don't want him to know that, I'm not going to lie to him. I'm going to say, I'm not going to talk to you. I don't want yeah. you to tell you that. That's a secret, you know. Yeah. My dog is howling. I don't know. I hope the mic doesn't pick that up.
1: All right. Well, number seven. Oh, yeah. Um, enjoy other people is my number seven which I think I was just one of mine a second ago was enjoy life. And now this one's enjoy other people. Um, people are cool. Find some that you like and then enjoy them. Um, and it's such a great way to get out of. It's really hard to stop thinking about yourself in life because you're the only body that you're going to inhabit. Yours is the you're only the mind only... that you're going to use. And so I was, I
0: like to say I don't know if I like to say, I might've heard this from somebody else. I don't know, but you're the only person that has been around for every moment of your life. So it's hard to not think of yourself first sometimes, you know?
1: So people do this already. It feels good. Find some people that you like. We call them friends and then hang out with them and enjoy them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think it's a really good thing to do to just enjoy being with other people. I think it is really God glorifying too as a Christian, just to, I mean, Christian fellowship and just have a blast, goof off, do something fun, enjoy being around and, yeah, the character of other people around you.
0: Absolutely. All right. Number seven for me is avoid pride in every way that you can. The older I've gotten, the more I've thought about it and experienced it, um, the more I've just more and more firmly come to believe that there's nothing good that comes from pride. It just doesn't help you at all. It only makes things worse, you know? Um, So the... (laughs) And everybody has some pride. It doesn't matter how humble you are, you know, human beings... We're not perfect. We all are prideful in some way. And, but the, the less pride you can have, the more humility you can have, the more humble you can make yourself,
1: um, the better off you're gonna be. Yeah. All right, we're up to number eight. number eight. This is one of my favorite ones, I think. If I, at least it stands out to me. Become familiar with your flaws and biases and then work on correcting them. Yeah. Um, And I think the idea here, I really like the phrasing, become familiar with their flaws and biases. Because we all know, I hope, that we are kind of messed up in lots of different ways. Um, But my tendency, at least, is to to put them to the side, do my best not to think about them too much, you know, shove them down, hope they don't show up, right? Um, But I think it would be really good for myself, at least, If I could go ahead and get in there, get into the details of my own flaws and actually understand it. It's hard to do because it feels bad to first of all admit to yourself that you are seriously flawed and messed up. And much less to figure out how deep the flaws go and how rotten the pieces are. But wouldn't that be a lot better if you knew that about yourself and then try to go about your day rather than just hoping for the best Mm -hmm. and then it coming up that you are so flawed and so yeah it's hard to to figure that kind of stuff
0: out it's very hard to find your flaws you know you're so close to the problem it can be so difficult to see it but Yeah, the more you can become familiar with it, the more you can prepare yourself, be prepared for it to rear its ugly
1: head, (laughs) you know, and try to bite you. And so that's why relationships, I think, are really important. Other people are usually better than you at figuring out your flaws, maybe, especially those closest to you. So you just have to have the humility to listen to them when they tell you what your flaws are. Um, But don't be afraid of finding out. Just take it with a you know take it with humility and then hopefully you can improve those and and start to heal those flaws
0: i think you're going to be a fan of my eighth one ooh it's make music hey <laughs> i like that a lot yeah i think you know music is is it's more than i feel it's more important than i can explain i think <laughs> yeah. it's more important that we can understand it's definitely a integral part of being human you know and so find some way to make music you know and if people can be overwhelmed by instruments but there's a lot of instruments that are super easy to play and there's a lot of music you can make electronically yeah. with your phone even you know i'm not saying you got to go and become a master pianist or guitarist but get a ukulele for 20 bucks at Walmart or something or a harmonica and play it badly, <laughs> learn three notes or something like I never was very good at music. I was in band, um, I played the trombone for a year and then I played the snare drum in middle school and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't you know, my favorite thing, reading sheet music. And then when I was like 18 or 19, I picked up a, my sister's ukulele and just sat down and learned how to play it in like three hours or something. Learned how to play a little bit of it. And when I I realized how much fun I was having and it's grown a lot from then into ukulele and guitar and uh, sprinkling of other instruments. Um, I think find some way that you can make
1: music, you know, and... If nothing else, you've got your voice. Yeah, sing. And one thing I would add to that, kind of like what you were saying about dancing, you don't have to be a master for it to be good and worth doing. And I think, especially in America, I feel like I've been frustrated a couple of times by people who can sing or play an instrument and they're scared to do it because they don't think they're that good. And it's like music is worth hearing, even though it's not perfect. (laughs) All right. Nobody cares. Go for it. Yeah, you know, exactly. I think it's worth sharing. It's, That's another good way to get over your pride too. Share that music even though it's not perfect yet. I think it's really good. It's worth your time to make some music. And it's fun to boot. So Yeah, it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, it. I did like that one. Very good. Uh, number nine for me. Do not let your decisions be made unconsciously.
0: Oh, that's a great way of putting
1: that. (laughs) I love it. So that's kind of the do everything with intention topic that has come up as several times on this podcast. Of just we make decisions and choices and our behavior all day long.
0: I might have to work that into our show description (laughs) somehow. I like it so much. That's
1: great. Um. But sometimes we for, we don't think rationally about our choices that we're doing. We just do. We react and never think about things critically for a moment and realize, oh, I'm smart enough to know what the right thing to do here is or, you know, figure this out. So just do it consciously. Don't let these decisions be made for you unconsciously and just kind of be a spectator to your life. Get in there. Get active with it.
0: Uh, number nine for me is write things down. I have been keeping a journal and failing to keep a journal for long periods of time, um, but trying to keep a journal for like seven years, six years, something like that now. I filled up a couple of them um, and (laughs) there's been several lengths of time, months at a time, where I have failed to write in my journal, but... I try um, and also write things on my computer, poems. Anything that if I have an idea or uh, even if it makes no sense to anybody else, like I, I like to write. So a bit of dialogue. I don't know who the characters are, but just some lines come into my head or something or an idea for a podcast or anything. Something pops into my brain. I try to write it down. And in my phone, like, there's so many things on my computer and in my phone that I've written down that I've forgotten about. Like, and I'll scroll through and be like, oh, my gosh, I love this. I forgot I ever wrote it, you know. Um, these rules are an example of these that. Ru- I forgot <laughs> we, we wrote ever did these, these, down. these Exactly. And I'm glad we did. And, you know, and so journaling is one way. And then just writing down your ideas so that you've got them. They exist somewhere. Even if you never do anything with it in your life putting it down on paper is taking something that came from your brain that just appeared and giving it a body in the physical world almost, you know, giving it almost like giving it legs, making it exist. Even if nothing ever happens with it, you know, it's not going to die in your brain and be forgotten. It's going to exist somewhere out there in the world. And maybe, maybe something will come of it. It's like throwing out a handful of Apple seeds and maybe you get one tree, you know, most of them, probably
1: nothing will happen, but maybe one will grow into something someday. And it's sometimes tough to do because we overestimate our memory. (laughs) We're like, oh, I'll remember that. I'll keep this in mind, right? All these rules, I was probably like, man, these are great. I'm going to remember these forever. (laughs) Barely remember a single one. Crazy. And journaling, I wanted to say this, you know,
0: journaling helps you organize your thoughts so well. And also, part of the reason I started a journal was because I realized how much I would love to have my hands on a copy of my father or my grandfather's journal from when they were my age. You know, I'm like, that would be the coolest, that'd be the most valuable book in my possession for sure. Except for my Bible. Don't get you, (laughs) don't get all upset at me. (laughs) You know, but it would be so cool. Even if it was full of nothing, but just gibberish i would read every word you know um so you know if you're gonna if you have grandkids they're probably gonna be interested in it one day you know people who care about you are gonna want to know your thoughts and learn more about you from when you were a kid and a teenager and a 30 something and a 50 something however old you are you know you're you're gonna be older one day and dead one day and there'll be a little piece of you still
1: in existence if you write stuff down yeah it might be meaningful to someone later um all right we're up to 10 uh mine is appreciate beauty um which is pretty self-explanatory I think the Greeks the philosophers were talking about this is like a mark of the highest you know of society the elite is that or no no, no. what it was was they said the goal of education I think for them was to teach the their youths and young ones how to appreciate beauty that was like the whole goal of it so again i think this is when i was reading the meditations of marcus really it shows. That probably <laughs> was coming through there but i think it's a really good thing i think that ties in with the dancing and the music um making music that we've already talked about but just taking a minute to actively appreciate the beauty around you of something
0: yeah, I don't think we understand. At least, I don't. I don't think I understand how significant beauty is. Uh, it just as a as a necessity, 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 <laughs> a necessary part of human life. Like we need it. Like we need air and water. I feel like you know
1: it's so important. Anyway, I don't understand it either. But sorry, I know you're about no, to do good. yours, but I would also say like. There's appreciate, sometimes there's weird things that you see or smell or hear. And it's like, for me, I I think it's um, like different senses speak to different people. I feel like I was just on a hike with two of my friends a while ago. And I realized, man, one of them was talking about how beautiful all these different sounds were. And the other one was like, "Man, it smells incredible out here." And I was like, "Guys, are you seeing all these different things, right? And so like there's pieces of this world that only you will appreciate. And so don't let that go wasted. Appreciate it. Take a minute, enjoy the things that you that stand out to you because you know, I think that's special. Maybe nobody else in the world would notice something that to you stands out and it's like, wow, that was a beautiful sound or smell or sight, a beautiful view. Mm-hmm. And so enjoy them because you might be the only one that can. You have that bit given that ability. Yeah, that's great. Anyway. What number? I think
0: we're on 10? 10. 10. Right. Yeah, that was your 10? Yep, your 10. Okay, my 10 was, is, expose yourself to arguments you disagree with. You know, I think there's a lot of, and it feels like this, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people of just kind of the tribalistic mentality today of, this is my camp, this is my group, I'm going to talk to these people about how stupid everybody over there is for thinking the way that they think, you know. But there are people smarter than you on the other side. You know, no matter who you are, where you are, whatever belief you hold, there's somebody who's smarter, who understands the world better than you that has the opposite belief as you. You know, whether you're a Christian or an atheist, left, right, you know, whatever group you want to put yourself in, there's always going to be somebody who understands the world better than you that is on the other side and disagrees with you completely, you know, and so just Expose yourself to those other other arguments and the other ways of thinking Because um, you're not doing yourself any good by boxing yourself in and just yeah. being like well that whole way of looking at it is Stupid so anybody who thinks that is wrong and I it's not even worth my time to listen to them That's not helping you. It's like
1: let your ideas and beliefs Prove themselves by fire, you know exactly. Like if you're just gonna have your beliefs and hide them away in this little corner You could believe anything I believe the earth, the whole Earth is a UFO piloted by aliens, right? And if I never expose myself to people who believe the opposite, I'm never going to find out the truth, right? If your beliefs and ideas are true, they should hold up um, so you shouldn't be afraid to talk about them with people um, okay, your turn yeah number eleven number eleven, find out what uses of your time are fulfilling.
0: Oh. You told me you did this for like like very intentionally for like a spring break or something, didn't you? Yeah. Tell me about that again.
1: Um it was when covid first hit the fan and I was working remotely and I just I was trying to figure out how to have a good life. Um I was thinking about it a lot. And so the simplest practice that I found to do was to every day Think about one thing that I did that I was like, man, that was really worth doing. That was fulfilling. It was a good part of my day. And not everything, but a lot of them, I was like, I could do that again tomorrow. I'll just factor that into my next day. And so each time something like that would come up that I realized, oh, man, that was a really valuable and meaningful part of my day. It was fulfilling to do. I could make it a part of a routine of something that I would do again. And so just and that's a good way to think about it I feel like was it fulfilling because lots of things are fun and feel good but when you look back at the end of your day you know what parts of it were fulfilling it was like man that felt like Mm -hmm. I was alive I was alive yeah so make note of that and, and put that into your next day that's great that's great
0: was there like I feel like you by the end of that week had come up with some sort of problem with it though
1: is that not the case um i was kind of i'm not sure it's related exactly to that process but i was kind of running into this issue of feeling like the pressure of trying to have the perfect day oh that's and what it's was. like yeah I, I also need the freedom to be spontaneous and just mm-hmm. enjoy life which might be where that other rule came up yeah. right? that like you know to be spontaneous and Enjoy deviating from your schedule sometimes or Which is a meaningful and fulfilling thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good point. That's great. Um
0: okay. Number eleven for me is think things through, but stop if you catch yourself going in circles. Mm, You know, I think I sometimes think things through too much, and I will Sometimes it'll it'll be small circles and I'll be thinking myself in loops and I'll circle back around like every 20 minutes, the same, you know, idea. And then sometimes it'll take weeks for me to make a complete lap. Um, But, you know, big decisions, types of things. I've just been thinking. And this is probably what what people call overthinking basically is you're thinking and thinking and thinking and you feel like you're going somewhere, but you're not, you're just going in a big circle the whole time. And it's time to just stop and make a decision and do something.
1: You know, you can't think for too long unless you're amazing at it. I don't know. Maybe you have to get skilled at thinking, but yeah, I mean, you can get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. seems like if you're at it for too long, it starts to have diminishing returns. Exactly. Your brain starts
0: to go numb. Yeah.
1: Uh, All right, 12 for me is keep playing as you get older. Oh, yeah, that's great. Which I think is part of don't take yourself too seriously. You know, you can still play as an adult. And I I think it's a shame when people lose that. Um, There's adults in my life that like I realize, wow, sometimes they're playing. And it's super cool to see an adult that's playing and just enjoying themselves and having a blast. And then it's such a shame when you meet someone or see, especially as an adult, and you realize there's no like fun, playful joy in their lives. They feel like they have to be serious and adult and mature all the time, right? So there's different ways you can play as an adult, and they're really fun. (laughs) So make some time for that.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh, Number 12 for me. Is exercise both your body and your mind. I think exercising your body is so helpful. I mean, staying healthy is great for one, you know, but everybody, I mean, I think, I hope everybody understands that you should stay healthy. But even just the same way I was talking about going for a walk can improve your mood. Yeah. I think ex- physical exercise can do so much to help. And with that, I think we talked about this again in that Doing Hard Things episode, but something I know you and I have both experienced is a day when we just feel like we got nothing done. We feel totally worthless. Like, we, we're we not able to accomplish anything. And going and lifting some weights just makes us feel so much better. Because it's literally just like, I might be completely worthless and useless and not able to do anything, but at least I can pick up 50 pounds over my head. You know? Yeah. I want make... And I don't know, maybe it's some masculine thing, but I think it, it would help everybody, you know? Yeah.
1: And and it's like some people are construction workers and so they're using their body all day and other people are IT workers and they're using their brain all day. But bare bones is everybody has a brain and a body yeah. and it feels good to use both yeah, exactly. and do it. Even if your job or, you know, your main part of your life doesn't involve one of them do some recreational workout yeah i think for a lot of people it's the body side that they forget about it's the body yeah
0: but if you don't you know if you're a construction worker if you're doing something where you're just mindless work then yeah have a puzzle or some sort of those mind games on your phone read a book you know because you're not you got to exercise your mind as well. Your brain is will get weak and flabby if only thing you do with it is watch YouTube videos and TikTok, you know. Um, you got to use it mm. just like a muscle. Yeah. Have a good
1: conversation with somebody maybe. Absolutely. All right, we're up to 13. 13. Uh, surrender to God every day. Oh, nice. I'm getting spiritual with it. Yeah. Um, what is this a
0: Christian podcast? I don't know.
1: So that comes directly out of my first summer here at South Mountain Christian Camp, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't remember how it started or much about it. It was a long time ago, but it was something I did that whole summer. Uh, probably I failed a couple of days. But every single day at some point in my morning, it wasn't even first thing in the morning, like get up and just you know pray and say, God, I want you to take this day and my actions, my words, everything do what you can with it. Um, but I would catch myself at some point in the morning, sometime between breakfast and lunch. And I would realize, oh man, I've started something shifted and I've kind of taken it back into my own hands and just say, oh no, whatever I've got here, the time, the the resources, right? Just God do what you want with it. Um, and just having that over and over again. And since then I've, you know, I don't do this every single day anymore. I don't think about it as intentionally. But that habit of just doing that every single day kind of really helped me shift my perspective of what I'm doing throughout the day. Um, so I think it's really worthwhile.
0: Yeah. You'd be amazed how much if you can keep your perspective on the things that actually matter and keep your focus on God, how much better you'll feel. And how much better and more just beneficial, useful and helpful and comforting you are to the people around you as well. Because you won't lose your mind with stress or anger or anxiety when things, problems come up, you know, because you've got the right perspective. And you can give it to God. Um, Thirteen for me is seek out meaningful conversations with people who care about you,
1: which is a little bit, I mean, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun to look at these critically having yeah. been given some time, you know? But. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's been over it like a year and a half. Like I was, I was, a lot, I'm a lot smarter than I was a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, <laughs> or I feel like it a lot of times. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Seek out meaningful conversations with people who care about you. I think maybe I used the wrong word because, and maybe I just don't understand what I was going for when I wrote that, I think. But what I would say now is when you need to have a vulnerable or honest conversation about yourself and your life, look for people you know care about you I guess I would seek to have meaningful conversations with everybody Um, but I think you need to be careful um, because not everybody cares about you and not everybody wants the best for you and if you're going to open up and genuinely you're lost and needing advice like make sure you find somebody who you are sure wants the best for you Yeah, it's
1: a scary thing to kind of open yourself up for advice kind of saying, well, I don't know exactly what I need here, what I did wrong, whatever it might be. And so if you're going to accept some scary outside influence, you want to make sure it's somebody who has your best intent in mind. I like that one. Um, we're up to 14. Remember you aren't the main character, Ah. um, which I think goes back a little bit to surrendering to God. And I feel like we watch so many movies and since we are, like we said, we're the person we spend the most time with, we can kind of get tricked into feeling like we are the main character. We're the important thing in our story. Um, and it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself, honestly, because <laughs> sometimes your life and your reality, it's not worth it doesn't seem like that's what the main character would be doing. And so it's actually quite freeing to realize, Oh, maybe I'm the supporting character here. And maybe that's the, that's what I was made for. Um, yeah, I think it can be a good thing.
0: Cause God's the main character. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what it's I his story. That. It's his world. He made it, you know, and it's, It's not a bad thing that you're not the main character. It's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know? And I think this is maybe why people have such a hard time, like, finding joy and stuff in life is because they're building themselves up to be the main character, the person that all the good things, not all, everything works out perfectly for. And when it doesn't happen, then it's super frustrating and confusing. But if we realize, oh, no, we're the supporting character, then a lot more things kind of make sense, I hope. Yeah. Uh, what you got?
0: What number? 14. 14. This is going to sound funny, I think. <laughs> Be sure you know where you are.
1: That <laughs> sound funny. It sounds dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you got lost one too many times. I mean, and <laughs> I,
0: I know, I think what else I was trying to get now with this is. Not in a physical I mean it's good to know where you are physically <laughs> in the world, but more of a mental thing, I think, and knowing where you're at in, in your life and in your in I don't know, emotionally and in relation to where you want to be. Yeah. Like Self awareness. So. Yeah. Self awareness and awareness of of mm-hmm. your complete awareness of your situation you know and I think some people this can this can apply in so many ways I think you know sometimes it's financially people have no idea what their budget is or what their finances are and they don't know you know where they stand with their boss at work and in you know with their job they and so and also, this is connected to understanding like you were saying whatever your number your rule was that was knowing your prejudices, yeah and your biases being aware of your flaws. yeah, being aware of that you know because um, a lot of people know where they would like to be yeah they know that I want to get to that. I want to achieve that, yeah. but you have to figure out where you are in relation to that as well you know and I, I think about it like a map if you had a map that showed you exactly how to get to wherever you're wanting to go, you know, and just like if some uh, hiker has a map, the map is no good to you if you don't know where you are on the map. A map, yeah. you know, like, if you, literally, if you're out hiking right. and you're lost, it's if useless. you can't figure out where you are standing currently on that map, yeah. it's not
1: gonna help you get to where you're trying to go. It's a really good way to put it, good analogy. Um, fifteen. Okay, fifteen. Maybe I should double up here, so that yeah. I don't want to end on just because th- you have fifteen and I have.
0: I have fifteen. This is my last one. You uh, got.
1: Oh, I've got nineteen. Okay, maybe I should do a couple here.
0: Well, we'll just fin- I'll do my last one after you, and then we'll do, okay. we'll just end with yours.
1: Um, oh yeah yeah. Fifteen here is be honest. So oh, you already yeah. said yours that said never lie. So we've already talked about that. Both of us stole it from Jordan Peterson. Still a good idea regardless. Um let me do one more so that right. we don't do like four in a row of mine. That sounds good. Sixteen for me is be intentional with your speech, actions, and thoughts. And that's this a rewording of my earlier one. Um don't let your decisions be made unconsciously, yeah. I
0: think. It's very similar. Yeah. So
1: intentionality. It's a lot of use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes things a lot better. Yeah. Speech And words and stuff, I think, can slip out. They just come as a reaction lots of times. And I think intentional words are really, really powerful. It can do a lot of good. Yeah, definitely. All right, I'll do
0: my last one. All right. Number 15, never do nothing. Ah! (laughs) Never do nothing. And I don't mean don't ever stop working i think i mean same thing as with the not being intentional um is never basically never waste time you know because i think i know that i do it and so i assume other people do it as well is literally spending time staring at my phone watching something that i don't care about and that is not entertaining me you know it's just like i get hypnotized almost and you're been scrolling through tiktok or youtube or whatever for however long and instagram and it's like you're looking at pictures of people that you don't know that you don't care about that aren't making you laugh or adding anything to your life at all and you're just spending time literally doing nothing that's what i mean by doing nothing you know i think it's good to like we said have times of peace and quiet and stillness but You're spending time, it's like you're in a coma, except for you're not resting, so that's not even going, you know, you're not even getting the benefits of being asleep. It's like literally nothing good and beneficial is coming from these seconds and minutes and hours at all.
1: And there's some quote, what's the one, if I'm ever faced with the option to do something or do nothing, always do something, what's that from? Yes,
0: that's from the guy, I can't remember his name, he's a school teacher in the Civil War. Oh yeah. D- charged and basically at the Battle of Gettysburg yes. and basically won Turn to the Tides of the Turn war. Turn the Tide. I gotta look up his name. I can't I can't we can't quote him and <laughs> not, not have his credit. name.
1: Um A wise man then once said. <laughs> if, if ah, here, yeah, I oh you got it.
0: it. I looked up butterfly effect battle of Gettysburg. Nice. Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. There we go. Yeah, Chamberlain. Yeah. Famously said. Anyway, yeah. If you ha- if he has the choice between doing something and doing nothing, he'll always do something, which he gave as the reason for why he decided to charge instead of waiting for the rebels to come up and just wipe them out. Yeah. Basically, this is just it's an a cool amazing way to put it. story, and yeah, so an amazing book. All right. Well,
1: okay. Um, number seventeen here: exceed expectations and work hard on every task. Um, I don't know. exactly where that's going but um, just not being like don't let what your expectations this is like mostly thinking about a job and a career but sometimes there's like a ceiling on how much effort you're going to put in based off of what the expectation is I'm only expected to clean it this well you know yeah doing the bare minimum yeah doing what's expected is and that's you know maybe a good way to get started but Uh, it feels so good to rise above and go above and beyond the call of duty. You're going to impress people. You feel you're a lot more um, effective at your work if you do it, and you'll be appreciated for it.
0: (laughs) This is something my dad taught me because he had to learn it. When he was a teenager, he told me a story. He was working at Chick-fil-A. Him and his friend started working there at the same time, and over the next like eight months or something, his friend got like two promotions yeah. and he got none. Right, And he was like, he wasn't lazy. He's like, I'm doing my job. I'm doing everything just like they trained me to do. And he's like, he went to his friend. He's like, what, why am I not getting promoted? And his friend told us like, you just got to, you know, he, he's like, you got to do more. Basically, yeah. you have to, you can't just ever stand around and do nothing. He's like, if you're ever down, there's nothing going on, just grab a rag and start wiping stuff down. Like, just show up and work every minute that you're there until you you clock out. You know, go beyond just the call
1: of duty, you know? and And even if it's not like the career job that you are going to do for the rest of your life that you're crazy passionate about, like, if you're just like grudgingly going about your work, doing the bare minimum and can't find a way to take pride you can take and pride is a tricky word but (laughs) well yeah but that too there's too many we use the word pride for
0: too many different things yeah we could talk about that but I would go on for too long so
1: going into it to take pride in your work and enjoy it, it you know you could be doing some fast food dead end job but if you're going to do it, work go as hard work as, as hard as you can. You're going to end up enjoying it I think that's one of Jordan Peterson's
0: more. rules as well is work yeah. as hard as you possibly can on at least one thing, I think yeah. he says. But, yeah, it doesn't matter what your job is. Go and do it as well as you can, and I bet you'll start to enjoy it more, and things will get a lot better for you. I mean, that's the thing. When my dad, his friend told him this, and he started working harder and just – as much as he can, and he yeah. immediately started getting promoted. Like, yeah. same thing, like a couple promotions in the next couple months, you know. And
1: I think it'll make you tolerate your job a whole lot more. If you treat your job like it is garbage, it's yeah. going to become garbage to you. So, you know, give it all you got, or at least <laughs> more than the bare minimum. Um, and I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. Um, number 18, two more to go for me. Don't waste time. Love others now. Hey, I like it. Real simple, but uh, hard to do. And it's just the simple idea. Like we never know, of course, how long we have with people. And so don't mess around with the time. Do it right now. Love them. That's like the, what better is there to do with your time with people than to love them? Um, And so go ahead and do it. Don't mess around. You never know. And I don't think you'll ever regret (laughs) that you didn't waste time and that you loved the people around you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's pretty simple. But uh, yeah, that might be one of my favorite ones, actually, as I'm reading them. Um, But last one, number 19 for me, never make lists longer than 10 items. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot I wrote that. That hit me way out of left field, that's so sassy. (laughs) <laughs> Number 19 on the list. The reckless lawyer on his head, I
0: don't you just... you going to throw in a little sass toward
1: yourself I there. forgot about that. All right. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I think that goes with don't take yourself too seriously. A list... Yeah. I actually kind of mean this one, actually. Now oh, that wow. I think about it. You remember? I forgot. Yeah, I remember now. It is mostly sassy. <laughs> but uh, I feel like... The practicality of a list kind of goes down if it gets too long. Like yeah, the u- utility useful, of it. Yeah, it goes down. List is short if it's longer than I don't know if ten is the magic number, but if it gets too long, it should be something other than a list. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, that, that was fun to do.
0: That was fun. I'll put these lists on our Instagram and Facebook pages. You guys should go check that out. This was kind of a different episode, uh, a little bit easier on us. I hope you enjoyed it. You can check out our lists, on, like I said, on our social media. And, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the show.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to throw in at the end here, this was really a fun challenge that you sent me originally, Mike, and so I recommend it for you all. You know, right. It's a good idea. Maybe Write worth on list and about. send it to us. Yeah, give us a list of rules you think might be good to have in life in general i like it
0: all right thanks for listening we'll
1: see you next time